have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hey, this is Tyler Walker, voice of Gang Orca and Bondo, and ADR director and scriptwriter for hundreds of your favorite anime episodes, and a former guest on this show. You're listening to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with Mr. Flynn Hendricks. All right, guys, we are about to kick off a crazy weekend here at ICC 2022 here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm going to be bringing you a lot of my on-the-spot interviews, some snippets and clips from being live on stage, and just interviews out on the floor. So get ready because I've got a lot of guests coming on. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the craziness that was my weekend at ICC 2022 Day one, and I know you hear me. Here we are live at my booth for the first day of ICCCon here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I have got Ashley from the Eclectic Collective podcast on the line with me. You hear there's a lot going on back here in the media room, so we're going to have some fun and get a quick little interview in. Ashley, thanks for being here with me. Sure, thanks for having me. Man, so we've had a busy day so far. I was on stage with the EC... What, what was the acronym you gave me? Because my mind is having a fart right now. So it's right there the e, on the table, ECPCTV. ECPCTV, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of letters. It's that a mouthful. Rhyme, yeah. It is. Tongue ties galore, but you make it sound like a pro, and I sound like a <laughs> novelty over here. But what, what has your day been like so far? It's been great, especially for what's considered the slow day at the con. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a v, VIP only day, but it's still been very busy. I've had two dreams come true. Um, interviewing Guy Gilchrist. Yes. Oh my gosh, what a star, what a stellar person. And then Julian Glover. That is amazing. Holy that is so cow. awesome. Julian Glover, who is like, uh, just, yeah, Last Crusade was a comfort movie for me. Oh, of course. I've seen it, course. I don't know how, how many times. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely so incredible. Yeah. So, I, I missed out on that interview. How did you keep the fangirl in and just get those questions out? Oh, I just pretend like I'm a different person for about 15 minutes. I love um, it. So, you're a method actor, is what you're saying. But yeah, I just kind of shut that. I compartmentalize, shut myself down a little bit, take some deep breaths, and it. try to stay really in the moment. Absolutely. And then, of course, getting to, in, to interview Guy Gilchrist. Oh. Hopefully, after talking to him today, exchanging information, future guest on the show let's manifest that right now yeah it'd be great what, what was that like because i was just in awe watching you guys on stage because it was like three old friends just reconnecting and chatting what was that like for you that's all guy that's just him i mean he was just so so easy to talk to absolutely um had amazing story did you hear him just drop so i was eating dinner with burt reynolds yeah and i'm like oh okay <laughs> the stud burt reynolds i know so it just he's just i mean just an easy humble joyful Joyful, joyful dude. Super. That makes it fun. So what are you uh, you hoping to experience for the rest of the weekend here? 
I'm really looking forward to uh, tomorrow evening. We're going to, uh, sorry. Uh, oh, James Arnold Taylor. James Arnold Taylor. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I just did that. I adore him. I got to sit in on his interview last year, and I'm yep. ready to fight tooth and nail to do it again. Oh, absolutely. He's incredible. Um, and then uh, a Sunday afternoon, maybe some guests that I look forward to interviewing yep, as well. And you'll be but back I don't on, want to spoil. So. Yeah, you'll be back on here before the uh, before the weekend's sure, over, sure, so no absolutely. worries there. But, yeah, <laughs> real, real quick, James Arnold Taylor side note. Um, it, it's so funny. The first ICC convention that I attended back in 2019 down in Williamson County hadn't even got into voice acting yet. Met him, gave me some advice, and then here we are three years later, comes full circle, I'm here as a guest, he's here as a guest, you're here as a guest. Like, this has just been an awesome, awesome experience. He is a stellar person. He really is. He, and I mean, so there's, um, this, they sent out a VIP box, mm -hmm. and when you opened it, there was a video that played, and he said these words, he's, it was a video of him saying these words. I wrote that script, but I didn't know who I was writing it for, and so when I see the video, I'm like, the very, the very talented man saying the words with his face whole, like wow. uh, my words came that out of his amazing. mouth. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I will that take that is to my grave. Amazing. So I was so excited. Oh, I, w I would be too. I was fangirling. Oh, well, let's keep that fangirling going all weekend because you'll be, you'll be stopping back in here at the booth throughout the weekend. I can't wait to have you back on. But thanks for coming by and talking about your first day here at the con. Yeah, thank you. Can't, can't wait for the rest of it. Thank you. All right, we're back here at the booth, and I've got my neighbor in the media room, Terry Hoffman, host of the Headless Ned Stark YouTube channel. Terry, man, how's your first day been? It's doing good, man. I got a bunch of autographs, meeting some uh, new influencers here at the con. Absolutely. And uh, it's been fantastic so far. Dude, what's, uh, what's your favorite part of the day been so far before we get into the crazier days this weekend? Yeah, so I finally got to meet Matt Latner, which is yes. awesome. Um, Actually, what's really cool is that uh, I met Ashley Eckstein, um, who plays Ahsoka Tano. Mm -hmm. I met her about a month ago at GalaxyCon, nice. and I did a few videos on my uh, YouTube channel on that. And I, uh, I was, I was, I'm wearing my hat, I'm wearing my my gear here, and I walked up, and she recognized me right away. So that was awesome. Same here. I, I met her just a few moments ago before we came back in here. She's gonna be popping in to check out the booth and. Same like, like I know you from somewhere. Like yes, you do. Thank you. Yeah, that was it was it was pretty cool. Absolutely, and it's so cool to actually be here as guests now on the same card as them. Like that's a mind blowing thing for me. Oh yeah, like, like I saw my uh, when I saw my channel pop up on the app, and I was like, man, it's kind of like getting real a little bit. I know, now. and then you see your you see your uh, logo out there on the video screen. You see everything going on, dude. It's it's a humbling experience. Yeah, it's been it's been great so far. Um, you know, I just want to give a quick shout out to Michael Havens. I mean, he just puts on a heck of a show. One hundred percent. And um, you know, all the help he's done with uh, to help me out with this, it's, yep. it's been great. So. And in case you guys missed it. His episode actually dropped on opening day as we're recording this right now. So if you haven't yet, go to the archives, get subscribed, and go check out his episode because this man is making the conventions of the future. This is for the fans, by the fans, and I cannot sing his praises enough either. But, dude, thank you for taking a moment to come over here. Uh, I want to get your information so I can have it in the show notes and get people connected with you as well. All right, so we'll good. exchange information, and you're welcome back anytime you want this weekend. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. And we're back here again, and this time I have got one of the guys that helped guide me on my journey up the mountain through my first live <laughs> podcast performance. And if they missed that, would you do your spiel, introduce yourself, give it the proper credit, and tell us about your podcast and your day one experience so Absolutely. Far. I'm Matt Orman. Uh, I'm a host of uh, ECP. ECP stands for Eclectic Collective Podcast. Uh, we have ECPC TV because uh, uh, we're about to have a TV show. We start filming this summer. 
Uh, so be looking on our website for that. Uh, yeah, well, today has been a fun day. It's, there's been some hiccups uh, here and there, but, man, uh, some of the guests, like Julian Glover and Timothy Zahn, just made up for it by far. You touched my inner nerddom having Timothy Zahn up there, talking oh, yeah. about Thrawn, talking about Ezra. Just the contributions that man has made to the Star Wars franchise have just been immeasurable, and that was so cool just to be in the room and see that interview. It was so awesome. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I grew up uh, as a Timothy Zahn fan because um, Heir to the Empire was my first Star Wars book that I ever bought mm -hmm. as a kid. And uh, it was only because, you know, we didn't have any movies. This is before, you know, the prequel trilogy yeah. came out. And you're like, man, I want more. And I wasn't a big reader. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, I was like, so how am I going to get into it? I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to buy Heir to the Empire. And right. it's because I found it for 50 cents. And I was like. You can't beat it. You yeah. Can't beat it. And now it's had its whole resurgence. New book covers. Everything, man. Yeah. It's so cool. So, dude, tell me about how what your experience has been like just because this was the vip day this was day yes. one what are you expecting the rest of this weekend to be like because it's well, a packed schedule from what we hear man tomorrow is going to be out of this world because uh the con has sold more tickets than it's ever have mm -hmm. uh which is really good to hear that con life is still alive after the pandemic because oh, you know yeah. during the pandemic you're like man it's just going to affect fandom everywhere yeah. virtual signings was the thing you saw advertised yeah. everywhere on social media so it's good because cons man just personally because i grew up with cons my brothers go those are my brothers they're members of the podcast mm -hmm. too uh, we grew up on cons because cons is where we fit in. Absolutely. You, know? you find your people. And, I mean, I found my people today. And, lo and behold, you guys actually saw me wrestle back in the day before yeah, I took one man. of my hiatuses. How did you allow me on stage yeah. after that? Oh, dude, we're – okay, so, for one, there's a lot of grace there because we're not going to get in the ring. Very we like true. watching you get in the ring. So, uh, there's a lot of grace there. And, you know, we're huge wrestling fans. Wrestling has just been a part of our DNA. We just didn't have the body to get up in the ring. I can't say that I do myself, but I cover it with a singlet, so who knows? <laughs> Yeah, me, no, me, like, uh, when we saw you, we, we saw you with, uh, when you were over at USA Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Burt Prentice, because uh, that was our uh, neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So we had the local wrestling, and uh, before that, we used to go to the free TNA that was at oh, yeah. uh, the Nashville Fairgrounds, and we only went when we could get the free tickets. Of course. Yeah, so when we got the free tickets, we were there, we were waiting in line, and we saw the show, so, and... When WWE, you know, E came to town, or you know, it was, it was F back in the day. Somehow the pandas won that battle. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what the legal battle is, jargon behind all that, but uh, back in that day when they came to town, we got to go. It was one of the few things we got to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, man, seeing you wrestle and then seeing you come in here and being a lot more than just a wrestler, it's really awesome. And now, you know, we're networking Absolutely. and building our podcast family. So That's it, and hopefully coming back again next year for sure and doing Absolutely. it all over again. Well, dude, is there anything um, that you want to leave us with for your day one experience, one thing that might stand out just a little bit above everything else? I'll tell you what, man, it it is the people. You think coming hey, to a con – it would be, oh, I'm going to find my Holy Grail, or oh, man, I'm going to get this signature, and oh, like, I can buy this, or I could buy the swag, which, you know, I'm wearing some swag right now. Mm -hmm. But it's not, man. It's, it's, it's the people you meet. Because the, the biggest thing for me 
uh, like we, we, we have uh, Mike the Mike guy. We met him the last con, and he, now he's back. We love the people because we connect with the people. We grow our family. Absolutely. And that is what life, in my opinion, is all about. It's just growing your, fa your friends and family and the things that you connect on. Absolutely, dude. I love every bit of that. And you are going to be back on here throughout the weekend, as your schedule permits, because it will be busy. Yeah, but just grab me. Of course. And before I let you go, something that I do on this show in the normal interview setting is I let my guests ask some questions. You kind of opened the box on that up on stage here. Um, let's get you to throw one more question my way. All right. And, brother, I'm sorry I didn't get you, get you to ask me one earlier, too. If you want to jump in and throw a question my way, nothing's off limits. We'll do a twofer right here on the spot. All right. So my question, my question would be, uh, when you're in, so like if you're wrestling and you you have a schedule that's like three weeks out, like you, you the next three weeks you're on the road. What what kind of diet does a wrestler have to be on to make make sure that you're not sick when you get in that ring? Man, it's so hard to say because I'm the last person you should probably ask about that. Now, Ten years ago, I had a strict meal plan and it was the same thing four times a day. I burned myself out on it after six months. How I made it that long, I don't know. Right now, it's just a matter of having something in my system that's not going to make me feel bloated mm -hmm. and you know, not eat right before bell time because yeah. you don't want to go out there and have to wonder if you're going to make it through the match without number two happening, to put it mm -hmm. nicely. So if anything, I just try and find something that's more protein-related, uh, whether it's just a fast food place, get the meat, throw the bun away, whatever. Mm -hmm. Do about four hours before the show, and here lately oh. – Cruel irony, even crueler than being right next to the snake exhibit in the zoo right outside here, you know, is that I'm the last match of the shows. And so, you know, if I'm doing that at 4 or 5 in the afternoon, I'm not wrestling until like 9 or 9.30 at oh night. So, you know, it's just a matter of going through the stretch and going through the warm-ups and making sure I don't burn all the fuel in the tank before that point, too. But, again, because you asked that, I've got to fine-tune my dieting skills. <laughs> That's a great question. And yeah, I was always wondering because, like, I always wonder about how you never saw, like, wrestlers get in there and just throw up all over the place. Oh, if you ever see somebody poke their head under the apron, mm -hmm. there's your little peek behind the curtain. Oh, my God. Haven't seen that happen locally, yeah. but I've seen it happen backstage. They just break through the curtain, find the trash can. I, I move away because if I see it, if I smell it, there's oh going to be a twofer. I'm, yeah. I'm getting out of the room. Did you have a question? Yeah, man, let's get the sure, second one. Sure, I'll shoot a question at you. So what, do you, what is your best experience in the, in the ring? In the ring, my best experience would, uh, man, I would have to say this is going to be a blast from the past, but if anybody's familiar with Memphis wrestling, it would be uh, back in 2014, right before I got married, actually. I got randomly promoted by Burt Prentice to have a match with superstar Bill Dundee, like one of the no. holy trinity of the Memphis wrestling legends. You know, there's Jerry Lawler, there's the Gilbert family, there's Bill Dundee. Never met Bill, never met anybody, and we didn't even really get a chance to talk before the match. It was just, hey, here's the finish, and I I beat him. Unexpected, nothing was called. We just went out there, we had fun, and I, I'm not going to say I cheated. I'm not going to say there was a foreign object involved, but I, I pinned him, and it was just like... He, he said to me in the ring as I was pinning him, I wish I could have worked with you back in Memphis. Yeah. Like, that's 
I can't top that. You know, yeah. having these guys request to work with me, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a feather in my cap. Even when I'm in overly self-critical mode, it's just something that I'll, I'll never forget that memory. And you know, I wish I could work with him again, but I think he stopped taking bookings. But yeah. speaking of dieting and exercise and everything, even at his age when we wrestled, he was in his seventies. That dude was in better shape than half the people you see on the independent scene now. Oh, so man. shame on all you. <laughs> uh, I, I I heard you earlier. Um, you dedicated your podcast uh, to someone who is going through cancer. Yes, sir. I would just like to say that you know I'm praying for him. Thank you. Uh, you know I've had friends and family that are currently and have gone through. Yep. Uh, said cancer. I know all cancers are different. Yeah. But uh, to anyone listening, there are so many donations and foundations Absolutely. that are dedicated towards science that are helping to. Uh, you know, right now it's just to slow it down. Yeah. Um, you know, there may never be a cure. Maybe there will be, but Fingers if crossed. you could, uh, you know, donate what you can, uh, donate what you can't either, because it's going to take us. There are foundations here. Absolutely. Um, uh, down the hall that are dedicated towards these things. So yep. if you're coming down, you have a spare dollar or two, throw it in the jar. And you know what? Let's go let's go a step even further too. If you can't, you know, help financially, ask how you can get involved and just donate your time because I guarantee you that it's going to go a lot further than you'll ever think it will and thank you for that as well Absolutely, because man. especially when it's somebody that's been that strong father figure your entire life doesn't like to talk about it. Oh yeah. You know, it's it takes a toll on the family because they want to make sure he's not overworking himself or you don't want to make them feel like they're less than because they have yep. to limit what they're doing. But you want to be there. You want to show support. You want to show love. And however you can do it, that's what matters more than anything. It's the thought. It's the love. It's the intention, whether it's monetary, whether it's actions, you know, words of affirmation, whatever it is, if you can help in any way, shape or form, that positivity, those prayers, the morale, that's what it needs. Absolutely. Well, guys, I appreciate y'all being on here, appreciate and we got you, two man. more days of this, so I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Just grab me, brother. Of course. I'll grab you in a headlock. We'll pull you back over here. Hey, walk I'm and down talk. for it. Let's go. <laughs> He'll be the ref. <laughs> That's fine. I don't want the headlock. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Back again here as we're getting closer to the finish line of day one and the VIP day, man. This guy that I got with me right now is the one that has made all this work. He has ran the podcast stage like clockwork. He made my presentation look better than it was, and it is... He's helped me get ready for this as well. It's my pleasure to have you here at the booth, man. Jim, thank you for being here. Tell us all about how your day's been. Well, thank you for having me on your show, and thank you for being here. Of course. Uh, we, we really appreciate you doing it, and we uh, appreciate you now being a part of the family. Absolutely. That's what we. That's why we do what we do is we're building a family of people who support each other. You have a show. you got a podcast, uh, a presence, a YouTube channel. Whatever it is you're doing, we want to support you in what you do. Um, my day has been fantastic. Um, I I do this because I love hearing stories, and I just it doesn't matter what the story is about. Um, it can be about any type of entertainment. I don't I because mean, I'm a I'm a huge wrestling fan, which course, is why I'm yeah. so excited to meet you and talk to oh, you. Thank you, thank you. Um, I you know I could talk nerdum all day long. Whatever you pick, you spin a wheel and land on a fandom, and I'll just say go and I'll go. Oh, I love it. So um, I just I love hearing these stories, getting to hear. Julian Glover today, mm-hmm. um, and talking about Indiana Jones, and the, you know uh, we got a lot of great stuff from th- from that interview. Timothy Zahn, Yo, oh my, my God, gosh, yes. Timothy Zahn, and is just he's written so many great books, created so many great Star Wars characters, and to hear he is just just to hear him, and you could see the pure joy 
coming off of Timothy. Oh yeah. To, uh, to see where his characters are have come from and mm-hmm. where they're going. It's so cool too because you know there's always been that worry of is it canon? Is it not canon? The, it splits the fandom. Yes. But to see his characters come into the fandom mm-hmm. and have that overwhelming positive reaction like you said you could just see how much that meant to him and where everything's going to go over the next couple years with the live action scenes coming too i mean i'm counting down on that absolutely but what are you looking forward to most this weekend what can fans expect for uh the next two days here so uh, if you go to the ICCC uh facebook page we are broadcasting live there as well as the ecpc tv studios uh facebook page uh, our, our Twitter and our YouTube channel. You can expect constant interviews all weekend long. We're going to have uh, shows that are in the room, some shows that don't have a presence in the room. They're going to that have booked stage time. They're going to be doing their shows on the live stage, and we're going to be doing interviews with a lot of the special guests we have at the con. Um, you can get a lot of information from it, and uh, it's very entertaining. You're, you're going to hear some in very very interesting stories told all weekend long. Absolutely. And let's just break down some of the uh, the podcast guests that we have here. We've got Back of the Cereal Box. Mm-hmm. We've got Mike, Mike the, the Mike, Mike Guy. We've got Rule the Galaxy. We've got Headless Ned Stark on the YouTube channel. We've got everybody here, and this is the cool kids room right now. <laughs> so if you're out here at the convention, make sure you stop by this weekend. Say hey to everybody. Check out what we got going on. And friendly little reminder for my table here, too, and for all future events, a portion of every sale is going to go to the Nashville Humane society here as well got to help those fur babies we got to have fun and support the family so let's have some fun this weekend jim thanks for everything you're doing and thanks for being on well thank you thank you for having me wait 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 before i let you go oh okay gotta throw a random question my way put me on the spot here i'll put you on the spot yes okay what is what would you consider to be the biggest star you got to work with Biggest star I got to work with. Wrestling um, or otherwise, it doesn't matter. What is the bi- who would you consider to be the biggest star? I'm gonna I'm gonna rule out, you know, different workshops and various like classes and things that I've done, uh, voiceover wise. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go and I'll leave it up to you to decide on this one. Um, it's a toss up between Acts of Demolition Ooh, nice. or uh, Rob Conway, former NWA mm-hmm. world heavyweight champion, right before he won the NWA world's title. And selfishly for me, it's it's hard to pick, mm-hmm. but because I did beat Rob that night, I oh, say that's my favorite, okay. but I'm a shill for myself. You got so. to go over. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I was the first person to beat him in Evansville, Indiana on the independent circuit. So oh, okay. A little, little feather in my cap there. So I'm going to say Rob, but that's kind of a hard toss-up right there. Okay. Right, That's nice. it. That is nice. That's and then, enough. actually, one other cheap little plug here. Yeah. Because another favorite match uh, that I actually hold as my one, that's my 1A, was my first attempt at the NWA World's Junior Heavyweight title, which I have that belt at the table here if anybody wants a photo op with it, uh, with the modern-day hero Kevin Douglas, future guest on this podcast. First time wrestling had been in Lewisburg, Kentucky. Never heard of the town. Never been back since. Had the mayor involved at the show doing the ring introductions. First time uh, in the ring talking to each other, walked and talked, went for 30 minutes. I still hold that as the best match of my career. Can I just can I say this, though? Isn't it amazing when you go to a town? and This is what one of the things I love about wrestling mm-hmm. is how you go to a small town, and maybe you've never heard of that town, yeah. okay? But you go there, and you find it that wrestling has such a rich heritage in that yeah. town and is so integrated in the entire town with all mm-hmm. the people 
Um, in my travels, being a wrestling fan, I always loved coming across those towns. Yeah. Because I got to really share in my fandom. Because a lot of places I go, you know, some are, there are some scattered wrestling fans. But when you get into an environment where everybody, it's their life, it's so fun to talk wrestling in, the, in those environments. Absolutely. Because you could talk about everything. Yep, and so I don't know, man. It just I, when I do that because we have a little a little town uh, near here in uh, called Gladeville. Oh yeah, and uh, anytime yep. we go up there to watch wrestling, um, I mean it, that whole little area up there, it this wrestling is in the DNA. Yeah, and so it's so much fun to get to go there, meet stars. Um, I got to I got to I got a meet and greet with uh, Ron Simmons. <sighs> Uh, and uh, got the fist bump, and uh, One I got the baddest a, men on the planet. I got a little, uh, got a little uh, sound bite with him doing the, you yeah. know. Uh, I'll do, I'll do the knockoff way right here. Damn. <laughs> Props to being a voice. <laughs> don't sue me, Ron. Please don't sue me. <laughs> I don't know if he's got the. Can you trademark a, or a copyright a cuss word? I don't, you know. I mean, maybe the shirt. But oh yeah, yeah. The shirt, yeah, but I don't know about the word. So I think well, you're good. We'll see. As long as I don't take a dominator outside on the parking lot, we're cool. But you're, I mean, you're exactly right. When you go to those little towns, man, I think there's a phrase that may be copywritten, but it's still real to them. Yes. You know, it's, but that's so cool yes. to see because it makes our job as the performers that yes. much easier. Now, please don't call the cops on me like they've done in some towns, but I'm just out here doing my job for your entertainment. I swear I might be a nice person. But you're, you're exactly right. And, dude, more than anything, I can't thank you for giving me this opportunity here today. And for coming by the booth, man. Absolutely. I'm glad to help, man. All right. Well, guys, we're going to have more interviews coming throughout the weekend. We got the 501st here. We got a lot of different people. May have some other people stopping by the booth. And if I can press record, you better believe I'm going to do it. But we'll be back here with another interview here in just a bit. All right, we are back here on the show, and I have got with me on Instagram, The Dancing Jedi. I met her earlier today, snapped a couple selfies, had a belt picture in there. She had the lightsabers. I didn't walk away with any limbs missing, so that's a good day in my book. But seriously, thanks for being on the show here. Uh, tell me about your first day at ICC so far. Oh, it's been incredible so far. I actually had the chance to sit down and meet Ashley Eckstein a little while ago, get an autograph from her, and she is such a phenomenal human being, you know. She, she inspires me so much to be able to just go out and constantly be doing goodwill and things. And to me, you know, I'm dressed like Ahsoka today. That's what Ahsoka means to me, 100%. to be able to do good and spread the Jedi spirit. Absolutely. And then what's it like for you, especially like getting to meet these people and then seeing how receptive they are to you cosplaying as their character? Like, how cool is that to you? What does that mean to you? It's unbelievable, honestly. Um, she actually asked if I had an Instagram, asked if... Um, if we'd met before, and no, this was our first time meeting, but I did share my Instagram with her, and she's like, actually, I know you. I've seen some of your stuff on Instagram before, and that oh, was phenomenal. Like, I cannot tell you all what that means to me, for her to have seen this stuff before, because sometimes I feel like, as a cosplayer, we spend so much time in our workshops working, doing these things. You know, this Ahsoka cosplay took me hundreds of hours to yeah. make, and sometimes I think you feel like, Maybe you're not necessarily getting the attention that you might want out of it, but then when you hear something like this from the celebrity that you know voiced the character, it's just it makes it all worth it. One hundred percent too. And what's even cooler is that it's been one of the most polarizing characters in the Star Wars franchise because going back to like 2008 when she was first introduced and people were just so 
anti-Ahsoka to here we are in 2022. She's one of the most beloved characters of the franchise. Like, it's... It is a powerful thing, and it's great to see the impact that that character has had across the board on everybody that loves Star Wars. It's such a cool thing. Absolutely. You know, it's really... The thing that astounded me when I first wore Ahsoka to a con was the amount of people that came up to me and said, you're my favorite Star Wars character. Like, oh my gosh, I love you. And the amount of little girls that came up to me and saw themselves represented in Star Wars, saw themselves represented in a character. That was so meaningful. And it was like meeting their idol. It was just, those are the best parts. It was even cool today because I remember as we were in line, uh, you know, somebody came up to you and said, hey, can my daughter take a picture with you? You, I mean, you made that kid's day. That was awesome to see. I always try to do that for the kids. They, they're the best part of cons, honestly. Of course, of course. Well, I, this has been day one. Outside of meeting Ashley, what else are you excited for the rest of this weekend? Uh, the thing I'm most excited for is tomorrow coming up. I've got a photo op with the entire Clone Wars trio. So Beautiful. Matt Lanter, James Arnold Taylor, and Ashley Eckstein. I am so looking forward to that. Oh, I'm going to make my is, entire weekend. That is going to be awesome. And I would love to have you on uh, to have a full interview to yourself to talk about cosplay and everything as well. So that hopefully be, we can make that happen. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. I would love to do that. Perfect. Well, we'll talk off air about that. But before I let you get out of here, hopefully you'll be able to stop by later in the weekend. I'm going to leave the floor open to you. If you want to throw one random question my way, it can be Star Wars related, anything about voiceover, wrestling, because that's what I'm here representing right now. I am at your mercy. What do you appreciate most about this job? Um, the chance to impact other people's lives, because that goes across the board. And it's also a chance for me to help the world become more familiar with a lot of my friends that, as I mentioned at my live performance earlier, you may have heard their voice or you may know somebody that they impacted and helped along the way, but you don't know them specifically. So I just love the opportunity to get them out to a broader audience and make people more aware of what they've done, what they've gone through, and how they came out successful on the other side. That's awesome. That exposure means everything, 100%. especially to cosplayers like me. Absolutely. And I'm a shill, so I'll do anything I can to help my friends get their name out there. So, man, I don't know if I call you Dancing Jedi, DJ, uh, <laughs> D-Jedi, Dancing J, whatever, but I, I can't thank you enough for being on here. And like I said, I want to get a full-on interview with you, so we'll make that happen. Absolutely. But this has been day one at ICC. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? May the force be with you. And we'll have links in the show notes so you can follow her on social media. Thank you. Hey, Star Wars fans and fans of the ICC Con in Nashville. It's the Rule of the Galaxy crew back again, Again. right? Back again. Check his record. Let's begin. Wow. I did not know that was going to come out. (laughs) Um, Party on party people. Let me hear some noise. DC's in the house. Jump, jump for joy. Derail. derail. Is Steve Gloss in here? Is Steve Gloss in here? Um, So we're back. We've been hopping in and out of the live podcast uh, area all day, all weekend, really. And uh, as a special guest for us tonight, we've got Flynn Hendricks, who's been on earlier. Hey, now. Flynn is uh, promoting his I Know You Can Hear Me podcast. We're not really promoting anything. We're just guys who like to talk about Star Wars. And we've got a podcast, Rule of the Galaxy. Um, Always follow us on Twitter at Rule of the Galaxy SW. So... I'm going to throw this out to Flynn to start real quick. I, go ahead. Go I ahead. was just going to ask. There's, there's a belt sitting yeah. here on this table. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I need to know more about this belt. So could you hit me? 
Hey, don't you don't you bring that F word in here? Don't you put that hate on me? It's a four-letter F word. The Macho Man says it's not fake because the cream rises to the top. Oh yeah! Bone saws ready on this stage. Yeah, bone saw. But now, yeah, you little spider freak. Oh, anyway. it is a free-for-all. <laughs> it is a free-for-all and the podcast that is, tonight. That it is. Uh, let me, hit let me that tell bell. you about this Let's real go. quick. This is actually one of the longest-reigning or most active titles in the state of Kentucky. It's been active for over 25 years for UCW, which is Ultimate Championship Wrestling. This is the Southern States Championship, which I am proud to hold and represent. And I'll wow. actually be defending and taking this title into defense against the UCW Ultimate Heavyweight Champion this summer across the fair tour of southern Kentucky and northern Tennessee. So if you're in the area, get connected with me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go to linktree.com or linktree slash the Flynn Hendricks for all my socials. Keep up with my dates. Come see me defend it. Come see me unify this with the ultimate heavyweight championship and become the ultimate champion of the longest running promotion in the state of Kentucky. Okay, so as you know, we talk a lot of Star Wars here. Yes. You're talking some wrestling stuff. What did you feel or have you thought about the, the Mandalorian season where they had the Gamorrean guards battling in basically a wrestling ring right let me, there. Let me put it this way. If they ever cast for Ewok wrestling, I would <laughs> gladly throw my name in the hat. Okay? I would do it. S since you brought up the Ewok wrestling, I'm going to have to ask, because you said you're going to go up against the super heavyweight champion. Yes. Right? Is there a little bit of a mismatch coming on? Because when you say super heavyweight champion and you're calling yourself an Ewok, I'm 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 thinking somebody my size who let, you're going to be wrestling. Let me put it this way: um, I outthink and I outsmart a lot of people. Nice. So if the referee forgets to check me and something comes into play uh, to help me win, I'm not going to say that size really matters at wow. that point. So wow. like a, like a lightsaber, a lightsaber. I've had and I've had Star Wars themed gear too. So nice. huge fan of the Empire and the dark side of things. So 100. percent and as I was telling uh, Ashley and David Eckstein over in the room, the Tano track jacket, mm -hmm. it's close enough to my brand colors. I use blue and orange, blue and yellow. I rock that to the ring, so. Uh, okay, then this is freaking me out. The same jacket you're talking about, I have. Yes! And you're right now wearing the R2-D2 Adidas running shoes. Absolutely. Which I have as well. So we're like kindred spirits right here. Never uh, met man. before. Now, if only I could get the R2 watch they got out there on the sales floor, I'd be rocking the whole, the whole shebang. Sounds like you should start wrestling, Joe. Um, I'm in the I'm in the market for a new manager. I oh, wow! This is your Careful what you ask for. I'll be this your hype man. Oh, oh, I will be this a hype is, man. This I do travel. So let's make it work. <laughs> this is the mouth from the south. He's this not is gonna why go, we came here. Absolutely. He's not going to go Undertaker. That's not him. Now He's wait. the mouth from the south. That's, that's yes. you. I know. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's why I was doing it. We're going to backtrack here because yeah. <laughs> I know about this much about wrestling. Alfie, you were telling me the reason you got into wrestling is why. You After Monday Night Football, <laughs> oh, oh. after Monday Night Football, man, deer in the in head. <laughs> well, tried to set you up. You tried. Segway. Segway. I wasn't following the segue there. Yeah, we, we got into wrestling in college big time because, you know, you want to keep that Monday night drinking going. And once football <laughs> was over, we had to find something else. And Monday Night Raw, there it was. There you go. Hook, line, and sinker. And let me tell you, when old Stone Cold gets on TV, oh. you know we're going to crack open a few Steve Weiser. <laughs> what? Uh, wow. Good. 
I mean, the glass shattering. The glass shattering. It's iconic. It's, it's iconic. I get pumped when I hear it. How we are merging the Star Wars and the wrestling right now is amazing. It's just like going ebb and flow, ebb and flow right here. Let me let me put you guys on the spot right yeah. here. You mentioned the Gamorrean wrestling in season two of The Mandalorian. What characters from the Star Wars universe do you guys think would have fit in the wrestling world? Hmm. Twi'leks. Uh, can Male I get, Twi'leks or female Twi'leks? Can I get a little bit more of a... Can female. you describe that? Well, I mean, female, female Twi'leks, Twi'leks would, would do well. In, I mean, they would I mean, draw dancers. a lot of viewers. Very true. In certain matches that are long long gone from a bygone era, you know. <laughs> no no disrespect intended, but, you know. I'm, I'm going to say Wookiees. Yeah. I'm going to say Wookiees yeah. would be a perfect fit for the wrestling. I mean, we saw that in Solo. Yeah. With uh, Solo and Chewbacca down in the pit, the mud pit. I would love to see Chewbacca and Andre the Giant, but that's just oh, me. Yeah. Oh, that's not a contest. <laughs> Chewbacca would. I mean, yeah, Andre's I mean, going to come out without an arm, but he's still going to ask if anybody wants a peanut, yeah. so we all win. <laughs> okay. I, I, so, Star Wars characters in wrestling about, for you guys. What about robot wrestling? Is that a thing? Well, robots we saw that. In, we have saw you that seen in some wrestlers well. in the ring? They That's what I'm saying. Look like robots. So yes. like, so like, IG88. He could probably IG11. That's what yeah. you think until IG you're dead. IG is a stick. He doesn't have like. Okay. His what about what? What's the drug okay. Rogue One? You know what I'm talking about the oh, one that's with K2SO. K2SO. Yeah. K2SO. He choke slammed. He choke slammed. Yeah, he was wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> he. Jen or Cassian, too. One of them, like uh, yeah, yeah Jen, he backhanded. Uh, post <laughs> I'm up talking to a robot. Okay, battles. you're gonna know this robot. answer. Yeah. Doctor Afra's assassin droid. Triple zero. Triple zero. Triple zero. Triple zero would make a great wrestler. Yes, uh, it's so he's so sadistic. <laughs> he can be so conniving, but he can be so charming at the same time until he flips that switch. I, great answer. Thank well, you. You said Wookies already, but Carstanson. Oh, yeah. Could be. He, but he was. I think he was. That, that, he yeah, that's exactly, exactly what I'm saying. He asked right. the question, okay. why would you? Who, who I, I will the... say I may or may not have taken a page out of Chrysanthemum's playbook to retain this title a time or two, <laughs> but, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right. Okay, so so we already know, like, we've seen some arenas in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Are, obviously, the Mandalorian was a small little arena, like it was, you know, a throw-it-in-your-backyard kind of wrestling match. Yep. But Geonosis, the arena, how about the pod racing course? Oh, making, making, is that even an arena? Well, but just Which all one? those crowd, that crowd right there. Yes, I mean, let's face arena. it, in Star Wars Visions, they did a rock concert. Okay, there. you were going to go there with it. But, like, it's not even really, like, there's seats. You sit and <laughs> you watch. One turn, for one turn. I mean, there's like, one it's, turn it's like going to watch track. Talladega, and you're only going to be sitting on the, they've the done high wrestling. bank. They've done wrestling there. So. And, and they've got the yeah. announcers okay, with that. Ooh, ah. Lawyer. Yeah. What about the Senate chamber? What's yes. Book me there. Book me there. Senate chamber would this be great. And we've seen a little bit of that between Palpatine and Yoda. I yes. mean, it was a, it was almost an all-out wrestle the uh, cool right thing, there. The cool thing about the Senate chamber is then I would be able to take my pod and float around oh. and get close. Yes. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you're floating mm-hmm. around in the pods. I'd be able to, like, hover around and, and see, I mean, see it from a different angle. Who knows? You might even be in the pod next to the E.T. race. So Correct. bring the best of all worlds exactly. together right there. Exactly. You can take your little pod and get snacks too. Yes, cold drinks. Right, you gotta make sure because you gotta make keep sure we keep that going. Right. Cold, gotta stay hydrated. I'm, I'm feeling you're on a on a roll with the cold drinks, Alfie. I mean, it's been a theme of the weekend. Yes, <laughs> it has. Does everybody else like Alfie's Boba Fett yellow shirt right here? Oh yeah. Does okay? That's five below. Five below. I mean, come on, five below. 
always has great Star Wars t-shirts. That needs to be marketed more, right? I mean, I it's hard to find good Star Wars stuff a lot of times out in the real world, not here. At ICCCon, you can find anything, but Five Below does a great job. You should uh, talk about your shirt. Uh, yeah, this is from Obvious Shirts. Just hit right here, a little Falcon outline by Obvious Shirts, if anybody's watching. Yeah, it's a good little uh, good little line they've got going on there. Let's go ahead and give the full plug. Yeah. Let's go go away. give more details. It's, give it's, more the, details, Joey, it's a Joey Molinaro line, not me, my son. Joey Molinaro has a line, Obvious Shirts. You can get the Falcon right there. So five below, Obvious Shirts, good good Star Wars sh shirts. Where else are we going? We've talked Adidas. We've talked belts. We've talked wrestling. Mm. Bring something. Bring the heat. So I'm going to ask you a question. It's a question. It is a question that we bring up on our podcast all the time. It's yes, near please. and dear to my heart. I'm oh, going to give you the yeah. background on the. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. So you understand where we're coming from. Jim knows where you're going on this. <laughs> <He should>. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day, one of the first podcasts we've had, I wasn't on it. So uh, they were all talking about Count Dooku and in uh, I think it's Count Count. Did you, I say you, you kind of shorten that word? Count Dooku. He went with the fancy Count. dialect. Okay, yeah. that one. Count Dooku. <laughs> so they're talking about Dooku and uh, on episode three, and they were kind of making fun of him and calling him Stumpy because he gets his arms chopped off and then they plop his head off. It's only a flesh wound. And then they were talking about going into like uh, Galaxy's Edge and looking at this lightsaber hilts and they said, who would want to go get Count Dooku's lightsaber hilt? Oh. So that brought it up. The next time I got on, I had to defend my man Count Dooku. I love Count Dooku. I love his hilt because he's got that regal style, that little curve that he's got that elegant stance. Like It fits his character. Which brings me to the question that I'm going to ask you. Is there a specific lightsaber hilt in the universe that you feel it would fit you or that you are drawn to that you like? You've already sung the praises of my favorite hilt in the entire series, wow. and that is Count Dooku. So it, it is a Dooku wow. hilt. That is Count Dooku. Okay, that's and I mean, awesome. it's, I love the design. I love the curve. I love the elegance. I love the character. I love everything about him. I love the actor that played him. Oh, Christopher I, Lee. Just in the fact that we got more expansion on him in the Clone Wars to see more of his backstory, more of the conniving side than the book where you find out how he got to the Jedi. Just everything about him, like, and that's, that saber is so different compared to everything else you get. It's so elegant. And, like, I would, I know Asajj Ventress had the, mm -hmm. the dual. Similar, right? yeah, yeah. But his, man, his looks so much better than hers because hers is like a bunch of Legos stuck together. But his is just so elegant. So, I mean, that that's my saber to a T. Now, I'm going to ask the next question. Have you been walking around? Did you see the cosplay Count Dooku that's here? I did. Oh. He, now, he's I, I, well done. beautiful saber, too. He does. but I, he looks just like Count Dooku. I was disappointed that he didn't go full on and come with no hands. But, you know, <laughs> what, what, what can you do? Selfish. So, so I can say this. For our Rule of the Galaxy followers, our next T-shirt, we're talking about it, is going to be Count Dooku's saber inside of our logo. Nick and Brent are wearing our logo right there. The saber right in the middle of that has to be because that's what we talk about. Like almost every other show is the Count Dooku's. <laughs> well, because somebody's coming on. Somebody's coming on as a guest star. So I will get one of those shirts and I will gladly wear it to the ring. Oh, I will plug Ooh. you guys everywhere I go. Oh, there we go. Challenge, play yeah, right we, there. Got to get obvious shirts onto it. See if we can uh, get obvious. Yeah, shirts. obvious shirts. <laughs> Save Question me some money. About, uh, the Dooku saber. Sure. Where did it go after Revenge of the Sith? Oh. Is it still in existence somewhere out there? Because Anakin picks it up and uses it. Oh, that's right. He, that was one of the ones that he used yes, to slice the head off, right? Does he not throw it down and just Do leave it. it on the ship after that to go and check on Obi-Wan after he frees the Chancellor? I think he throws it down. Luke throws his lightsaber down and somehow has it again. 
This is true. And Yoda, we yeah. don't like. Let's talk about Yoda's lightsaber too. Like we don't know if he still had it in the. There has been shot by shot breakdown of whether or not he left the Senate chamber with his lightsaber, but then we see it being offered to Grogu. And I know, wow. like, I know for that one, you know, Luke so, goes on his quest to find all these artifacts. So maybe the Emperor had the clones pick it up that were scouring wow. the chamber. But we're going deep. You know, for that one, I I don't know because you never right. see it again. But I love the fact that I would love the backstory that he kept it. You know, as a memento too, because again, best lightsaber in the entire franchise. Fight me. I don't think he would have kept it. Uh, the only reason I think he wouldn't have kept it is because there was some shame attached to him. Yeah. He shouldn't have killed him. Very yeah, throwing true. it on, yep. down on the ground actually might because it's one of those like I'm really glad Obi Wan Kenobi was passed out. But here's yeah. the thing: he didn't do it. Yeah. Would Palpatine have picked it up while Anakin was checking on Obi Wan? He was on to the next one. Very true. So you know, go ahead. Was it still on the ship? That's a fair question. You mean like when it crashed? When well, it crashes, it, it breaks in half. Yeah. It, right. Remember, so, so it could have crashed. It would have been on the back of the ship. The only thing that crashes is the bridge, so the ship burns up in the atmosphere. Do you guys realize how much time this weekend we've spent talking about the prequels? I mean, we're kind of older guys, it, except for you. You're young, sir. But the prequels keep coming up, and and I think it goes back to the depth that you're talking about with yeah. the books, the Clone Wars. Count Dooku, to me, in the short time he was in there, was not built on enough. Right. But then the books and the Clone Wars made it to where Count Dooku became a more important, valuable character. He made Qui-Gon a more important character, yep. too, because we understand where his mentality and his mindset and his view of the entire Jedi Order comes from. I would say that I'm not a book reader. Like I, I always joke, if you heard of me earlier, I call it going to the dark side by yeah. diving into the books. <laughs> Because like there's so much more detail in there, and it does change your perception of the Star Wars world, yes. right? We're all influenced, and our my Star Wars is different from your Star Wars because I've been exposed, and I've chosen to expose myself to different things. Absolutely. But two of the books that I have read, Master and Apprentice, yep. which mm -hmm. is really good, which is goes into uh, the Qui-Gon Jinn, but in the Qui-Gon story, they do talk about uh, Count Dooku mm -hmm. and his influence. And the other one would be Plagueis, which also goes into... Mm -hmm. uh, it's, the book should really be called Darth Sidious. It shouldn't yes. be called Plagueis because two thirds of the book is really about uh, about Palpatine, yeah. about Sh our man Sheev. Um, so those two books do a lot of to give Dooku a background. And you actually opened the door to a question that I was going to ask about y'all's thoughts on the novel Plagueis, where it's gone oh. in and out of canon, legends, mm. canon, right, right. legends, canon. But I mean, like you said, it gives us more depth to the Emperor. He was a bratty, spoiled, entitled kid. He even killed people when he was just driving his speeder. Where is that in the movies? Because you like you see him as the friendly grandfather that becomes the puppet master. He's like, become calculated. Yeah, and then he gets referenced in episode nine in the novelization. But you know, like he references Plagueis. But what are y'all's thoughts on having a character like that and getting the backstory and finding out that it's still in process during the events of The Phantom Menace. Yeah, you know what? Ian McDermott was on the stage over here today mm -hmm. when he did it, and somebody actually asked him that question. They said, would you yeah. like to explore the depth of you know, Palpatine? And he said, yes, I would love to do that, but we would need a younger actor to mm -hmm. come back and play me, yep. and I would be all about it if they went and did it, to which I'm sitting there just... And those, I mean, those rumors, those rumors ran rampant three yeah. years ago before Rise of Skywalker came Smith? out with the clones. Yeah, the Matt Smith rumor yeah. and everything. And I, I'd be all for it. So I will go, and this may be a hot take version, I will go with my headcanon after watching Attack of the Clones. When I heard the opera scene and I heard Palpatine talking about, uh, when I heard Palpatine talking about Darth Plagueis, my headcanon at the time, and it was that way until I read Plagueis, 
was that Darth Plagueis was somebody that was back in like Bane, like yeah. Bane's time. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking, uh, not Bane. Uh, Revan? Bane, 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 yeah. Bane, Revan. We're talking Old Republic. I was yeah. thinking it was like some ancient Sith that he had just discovered. I knew he was a Sith, but something that he had just discovered. And then the book comes out and they're like, no, no, it's his master. So my headcanon was having a hard time grasping the fact that it was his, his immediate mentor versus somebody who I was thinking, like, this is somebody way back in the back. Very fair. Yep. I, I enjoy that, yeah. Well, I tell you what, we brought our headcanon to this today. We can't thank Jim and Matt and the ECPC TV staff here at ICCCon in Nashville. The Rule of Galaxy has loved every minute of it. It was great to meet you, Flynn. Same to you guys. I well. will be your 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 hype man. <laughs> Absolutely, I will be that. You can count on it, and we'll get you a shirt so you can wear it to the ring. I'll get you guys one of mine. And make sure if you're in the area, check out the UCW Fair Tour at the start of July. It's going all month. I'm going to be defending the Southern States title and competing for the Ultimate Heavyweight Championship. I want to have this guy in my corner hyping <laughs> me up as I go. Check out the Rule of the Galaxy <laughs> podcast and the I Know You Hear Me podcast. And I know you hear us. We are live from ICCCon in Nashville, Tennessee, and this is Flynn Hendricks coming to you from the podcast room. And 2022 has been an insane year, and here it is right now getting even crazier. I am live on stage for my first live podcast of the year, and I've got two members of the Eclectic... Ah, hang on, hang on, hang on. You gave me the side eye. You threw me off. You threw me off. The Eclectic Collectors Podcast, and you threw me the side eye and threw me off. I apologize. No, there was no side eye there. I didn't. You gave me the. If I gave you side eye, you give me side elbow. You gave me the podcaster's eyebrow. It threw me off. I apologize for being unprofessional, so I'll take the people's elbow off stage. Watch my live stream for that. But no, seriously, guys. No, it really doesn't, but the sign's right there, so I won't say it. Anyway. This is going to be an exciting weekend here, and if you haven't got your tickets already, I've been posting like crazy on social media to get you guys out here. We've got everybody from the Clone Wars cast, like James Arnold Taylor, Ashley Eckstein, Anna Graves, Matt Lanner. We've even got Ian McDermott, the Emperor, and Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, the only man to be in every Star Wars film that has been recorded so far. Get out here if you are in the area. Get those tickets. Come meet them. Come check out the podcast booth. I even have a table back here. I've got wrestling belts, ring-worn wrestling belts. If you want to get a photo op with them, I've got shirts. I've got pictures. I've got vinyl decals. Everything you've got will help support this podcast, and a portion of every sale will go to the Nashville Humane Society. So come out there and check it out. He's got lightsabers, too, by the way. Oh, I do. I have Darth Vader and Ahsoka lightsabers back there. If you want photo ops with those, come see me, and all portions of the sales will go to a great cause. But now, this is where things are going to get fun. Uh Because normally, as a wrestling heel, as a wrestling champion, Southern States champion for UCW, the longest-running professional company in the state of Kentucky, I am normally the one running my mouth behind a microphone but I couldn't pass up the chance to let you fine gentlemen grill me live on stage here. Oh, I love grilling people on stage. And by the way, this thing is made of fine, genuine leather. I, mean, I think it's called pleather. That's what they give <laughs> hills, right? What is that, velvet? I don't know. I, I can't picture velvet around this place. You know, but anyway... A cheap little plug for UCW as well, because I've got a stacked booking calendar this summer. We've oh. got a live tour of fairs across Southern Kentucky and Tennessee. I'll be defending the Southern States Championship and competing for the Ultimate Heavyweight Championship as well. So if you want to get connected with me on social media, I'll have all those dates, and you can come check it out yes. and enjoy the fairs as well. 
Heck yeah. But gentlemen, we are here among our people this weekend. We're here to nerd out, thanks to Michael Havens. Yeah. His yes. episode of my podcast dropped this morning, so if you're not already, scan that QR code, get subscribed, and go check that episode out. Go check out my episodes with previous voice actors, wrestlers, teachers, you name it, I've had them. They've all got a story to tell, and it's a fun experience and a fun conversation for me. So go check it out and stop by the booth this weekend. I'll be broadcasting live as well. But now's the time for me to stop running my mouth and I'm an open book to you, gentlemen. Nothing's off limits. Oh, Wrestling. Nothing's nerd off limits. Dump, you name it. I want to talk about it. Oh, All man. Right, so, so just just as a wrestling fan, I am a wrestling fan as my brothers uh, around me. Um, what is the biggest screw up that you've had in the ring? Like the biggest miscue, the botch. biggest botch. The biggest botch. I'll go ahead and say it was my very first match. Okay. In a dingy, rundown hotel that most people will be familiar with in Nashville called Stadium Inn. <laughs> Thank God it's been condemned and gutted. Yeah. It needs to be demolished <laughs> even past that point. But on a cold November night, November 16th, 2007, I was in a fatal four-way with uh, son of local legend Tony Falk, LT Falk, and two other gentlemen. Well, LT hits me with uh, a reverse version of John Cena's finisher. Mm. I land on my head. Ooh. I'm still aware of what's going on. And keep in mind, this is my first match. But this ring is nothing but carpet and plywood. I hate to pull the spoiler back, but it was a boxing ring. So not mm. set up the way a normal wrestling okay. ring is. Not the so, spring in the step. I wouldn't even really go that spring, far. But Barely, it, this stage is higher off the ground than that ring was. Oh, wow. The ropes were made of tape. Anyway, <laughs> I oh, land. Wow. I, hear the, I hear the sound of my head hitting the mat. And I hear the referee say, time to take it home. So I think he's saying, don't kick out. And, of course, it wouldn't make sense for me to kick out of that move anyway, so I didn't. Uh, spoiler to anybody that doesn't know, it's kind of sort of predetermined. Mm -hmm. You're not telling me wrestling's not fake? It's not fake. That's a, that, The F word is a bad word, my friend. I'm sorry. But, I'm uh, sorry. I'm not, I, okay, so I'm not as huge wrestling fan. I like the old school wrestling. Hey, you're my people. So, so you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to throw a little, yeah, that, little that, love slash little shade. Your that... <laughs> I deserve it after my screw-up at the beginning, but I was excited. <laughs> but that was that was what I would classify as my biggest screw-up because my thought is, okay, I'm my first opportunity to make an impression. I'm 18 years old, 140 pounds. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm out of my element. I just went through all the training, but I just messed up my first night in, despite mm -hmm. how well everything else went to that point. Out the window, you just screwed up. But here we are almost 15 years later at this point. You're still, still going. Still worked for WWE in the past. Still a two-time number one contender for the NWA World Junior Championship, which you can get a picture with that belt at my table if you want. And I've just had a great career past that point, and it's, I don't know if it would have happened if that screw-up hadn't happened. Okay. My question for you is this. Yes. Has there ever been a match that you've been in that you went, oh, my God, I should not be in this match. Now, it could be good or bad. Like, oh, my God, I'm wrestling this guy. He's amazing. Or, oh, my God, this guy's going to destroy me. I've actually had a couple matches like that where the guys have these reputations as, like, these, am I allowed to say badass? Is that acceptable? Sure. Okay, cool. These badass deathmatch wrestlers that, you know, hit each other with light tubes, chairs wrapped in barbed wire or whatever. Jesus. Or, you know, like, been in the ring with Demolition Axe back in 2010 or former World Heavyweight Champion Rob Conway, and they request to work with you, and it's like, I don't know if I'm, I'm good enough for this, or holy, 
holy God, Tank is going to murder me because Tank was the deathmatch guy. And oh, wow. you, if you follow wrestling, you've probably heard about his name on the Southern deathmatch scene. But, I mean, you get in there, you work, and it just it goes off without a hitch. And it, you feel this sense of validation before you let the self-criticism get back in, right. too. But in all honesty, there's been stuff outside the ring from getting heat as a heel or the bad guy where I've just been oblivious to it because I've been so focused on what's going on in there. Okay. Recently at a UCW show in Salina, I got some fans so riled up, they called the cops. Oh, wow. They tried to come over the barricade. One of them actually tried to go and start a fire in the concession stand just to try and hurt me. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm oblivious to all of this going on. Um, I, I win the match. I officially make said title in front of me mine. And then they have to send another guy out to start getting on me just to brawl with me to get me to the back so that wow. these fans can't come over the thin rope barricade oh, wow. that is a security barrier. And I'm oblivious to all this. Wow. Yeah. So uh, when you wrestle, do you prefer to be the good guy or the bad guy? Oh, God, no. I There's, prefer to be the bad guy. Uh, you know, okay, speaking as a fan, there is no good guy or bad well, guy. Well, you know, there's the... You have the face and the heel. Okay. Yeah, I prefer to be the heel. Okay. I started as a face, but it's easier to be the heel, and it's easier to make people dislike you right. than it is to make them like you. Now, when I do my podcast, it's a complete 180 because I'm here to help people. I'm here to chat with people, have a great conversation. Right. But when I'm wrestling, I don't get paid to be nice. Right. I get paid to be the heel. Well, if you do it, and if you do it good enough, people will love you for hating them. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many iconic characters or, you know, iconic wrestlers that have not cared what the fans thought and mm -hmm. then the fans absolutely love it to the point to where they whether they're good or act bad or whatever would you say like degeneration the... x was like that no man like okay so because everyone uh, loves we don't, Hunter have, we don't have time for degeneration x but i would say like the rock stone cold so people like that they're, they're rowdy roddy the, piper roddy yeah, uh, roddy roddy piper. piper if you didn't have him hulkamania wouldn't be as big as it was wrestlemania wouldn't be what it was i mean you'd still have vince mcmahon pushing hulk hogan but you have to have that antagonist for the protagonist and you it's kind of like a thankless job but after the fact when hindsight's 2020 people realize that you have to have that strong character to right. oppose your hero and you have to be you have to wonder is the hero going to win is the mm -hmm. hero going to get cheated is he going to make it out of this with his championship and right that's yeah. that's the storytelling and it's something that getting into the acting world has actually helped me out with too mm. taking a break from wrestling coming back you know getting representation learning improv shakespeare and all that it's Help me treat this more as a form of method acting and improv because the Flynn you see outside of the ring is completely different from the Flynn you see inside of the ring, but okay. there's still that level of authenticity for who I am as a person that's brought to it as well. I, I see it. Well, I want to I know a little more about your acting and voice acting. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to know a little bit more about this podcast. Yes, okay. So where do we start? Which would you like to start with? Your voice acting. Okay. Yeah, because voice acting actually kind of started a lot of this, and it actually will lead into what happened with this podcast, too. Um, I've become acquainted with a lot of actors around the world, especially silver lining of the pandemic. Zoom became a big thing. Oh, yeah. I've gotten to perform improv across the world, like Philippines, Europe, you name it. And you get to meet these people that are voice actors that may not get recognized because they don't have representation yeah. or you mm -hmm. don't get you don't know them but you've heard their voice in a commercial and they're out there crushing it but nobody knows their name yeah and i'm lucky to call them friends so that's why i wanted to get this podcast going because 
everybody's got a story to tell, and you may know some of these people or wrestling-wise. I call him my wrestling dad, Chris Michaels. He's one of the guys that worked at Ohio Valley Wrestling that trained John Cena, uh, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, oh, Randy wow. Orton. You name a who's who, he helped train them. He helped get them to where they are now. But he's never had that brush with greatness, so that's why I had him as my first guest on the podcast. Nice. Just talking about, well, dude, you've been doing this for over 20 years now. You've had those brushes with greatness. You've almost been signed, but it's never happened. Yeah. How do you stay motivated? How do you keep going? Or same with voice acting. How do you deal with not getting that audition, no matter how good it was and you know you crushed it? How do you not let self-doubt and self-criticism get in and keep that going? What motivates you to keep it going? Yeah, And truth be told... I have a love-hate relationship with wrestling to an extent. I love what I do. Some of the people, not so much, because you you kind of learn that some people are quality people, some are not. It was a hard habit to break in voice acting because the people there, it literally is a family. There's a room at the table for everybody, whereas in wrestling, it's very selective. It's like a mob mentality. You have to know somebody or break somebody's finger to get yeah. in, you know. And Run. But in voice acting, everybody was so supportive of it. And having the wrestling background actually helped me adapt to making a fool of myself and not thinking twice about it. Because yeah. if you perform in revealing spandex across the southern United States, right. knee high boots, what do you have to think twice about and be afraid of? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we only have a couple more minutes yep. here. Uh, t- tell me about this Tales from the Haunt. Absolutely. So last season, uh, coming out of the pandemic, or what we thought was coming out of the pandemic, I became a scare actor for Nashville Nightmare. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So I was outside on their queue line. So if you ever saw a guy in a clown or a squid mask, you're welcome. Uh, I offered <laughs> you a free prostate exam with a rusty hook. Anyway. <laughs> Basically, it was uh, my audio engineer, Jeff, is going to be here this weekend kind of having some fun at the convention, which you all should do as well. We had this idea to talk to scare actors, managers, and everybody that gets involved in the haunt world about what it takes to actually go into that, why we think people are interested in being scared, or, you know, Mm. like, I've come to find out, too, half these people that are scare actors used to hate going to haunted houses. Yeah. So how does that work? How do you get involved in this world at this point? And it's just, it's been a blast, man. Everything's been taken off, and I've been recording so many of these episodes so far in advance that I've got episodes till next March of 2023. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've got a lot of big guests on, so if you haven't subscribed already... I've got Dan Severn coming on the podcast. I've got Linda Young, the OG voice of Frieza on Dragon Ball. I've got a lot more voice actors that you knew as the voices of your childhood and a lot of other people that you may not think about. So get subscribed. Thank you guys for coming to this live audition. I'm getting in my voice actor mode here. You guys put the bug in my ear. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming into this live podcast here. And get subscribed. Come see me at the booth. Get out there and nerd out and have some fun. Go meet your favorite voice actors. And just support Michael and everything we got going on at ICC this weekend. And before we wrap it, I want to give a shout out to my godfather, Don, going through cancer treatments. Got his first radiation treatment this morning. Everybody here is pulling for you, and we love you. Pray for you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, that was My awesome. apologies for getting tongue-tied. Oh, yeah. oh, no, dude. Thank you all so much. That was a blast. I got so many of the actors up here's names wrong last year <laughs> that I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, Jeffrey Cantor came in. I almost called... Jeffrey uh, Camdor? Cantor. Can do. And then Larry L- Larry Kinney. I almost called him Letter Kinney. <laughs> I need to get on that show. I need to get start watching that. But thank you guys for popping my first live. Yeah. No, no problem. Appreciate that. No problem, man. Thank you. Yep. All right. What? What's next?
Well, I think that's going to wrap up day one right here. And my God, I think we're going to have to turn this into a three-part trilogy. So be on the lookout for the rest of these episodes to drop. And in the meantime, if you haven't already, get subscribed so you don't miss it when they do drop. Get connected with everything I got going on. I've got links in the show notes. Get your merch to support and be on the lookout next week for another awesome episode. And I know you hear me. The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode. 